This episode contains descriptions of self-harm. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to Headphones Recommended. I'm Jake, and this is my story. I have always been drawn to impossible tasks. I'm addicted to the feeling I get when I accomplish them against all odds. Sometimes it is the only peace I know, the only time when my unrelenting standards relax for a moment and say, yes, you've done enough. I wrote my first novel in 2007 and I did it in 30 days. I had casually entertained the idea of becoming an author, so I tried it, succeeded, and then never went back to do any of the real work involved in being an author. For me, it was just drinking and deadline delirium, a battle between alcohol and energy drinks depending on the time of day. It didn't particularly matter if my work was any good, it only mattered that I had done the impossible. I did it again in 2009, and I've never even gone back to read that one. I trained for nine months to do Tough Mudder in 2012. I didn't have a team, it was just me. I had never done a mud run before. I just needed to raise the bar, to do the next impossible thing just to prove that I could do something. I did it, all twelve and a half miles, all twenty-five obstacles. Somewhere during mile seven, something went wrong with my knee. I got it wrapped, and I took a bunch of painkillers at a nursing station, then limped the last five miles and refused to bow out of any obstacles. My knee has never been quite the same. When my PhD program was falling apart, that's when I invested a ton of time into building up Spriteborn, which was just a crafting business back then. I was making stencil art, sticking those stencils on shirts, and then spraying them with bleach to fade the designs from the dye. It felt impossible to make a living running my own business, so I worked my ass off to prove reality wrong. I made a ton of shirts with bleach. Even with ventilation, even with the right kind of rebreather, I got so sick that I had to stop using bleach entirely, which also meant that I had to stop making shirts. I made my first game in 13 months. I made my second in three days. I made the second only after convincing myself that the timeline was impossible, that there was no way I could make a game and get it out to the world that quickly. So I did it anyway. I have never successfully paid the bills with game development, but I have shipped a game in one week, and I have made two games on moving trains. Those are worthy accomplishments, but at what cost? 
I have chased the impossible because it felt good, feels good, to do so. If I succeeded, I had the glory of achieving something I shouldn't have been able to do. If I failed, it would be because of the task itself, not because of my own shortcomings. I have chased impossible goal after impossible goal over and over again, believing that it was just the achievement I was chasing. I have kept my eye solely on the result, without regard for the consequences. The alchemy of impossible achievement has always demanded a sacrifice. I just didn't realize that sacrifice was me. The problem with suicidal ideation isn't the moment when you want your life to end. It's every subtle moment before that point when you don't realize that's what's happening. All you want is to stop existing somehow, because the pain would stop existing along with you. Your therapist always asks, Have you had any thoughts of hurting yourself recently? Physical self-harm with the explicit goal of ending everything is just the punctuation at the end of that sentence. What about the words leading up to it? You think, well, I haven't felt the impulse to step in front of a bus today. And that's the end of that discussion, most days. No plan, no problem. You don't think. How many deadlines have I allowed to slip by that I was perfectly capable of meeting? You don't ask yourself how many of those deadlines were unrealistic to begin with. How you knew that when you set them, but you set them anyway. You don't think, how many times have I skipped meals because it didn't feel worth eating? You don't think, why do I only tackle the impossible tasks that won't lead anywhere instead of the reasonable tasks that might realistically lead to success? You don't think about the relationships you've chosen that were doomed to failure even before they began. You don't think about the daily shame or guilt or feelings of worthlessness, of wondering if you'll ever make a difference in the world, of knowing rationally that most people have a reason for getting out of bed each day, but you just don't. And if you could figure out why, maybe life would be different. You don't think about why you don't value yourself as highly as you value the people you love dearly. You don't think about any of those things when you think about self-destruction. But self-destruction is rarely lethal. Maybe you should. Maybe it's time for a change. What would it look like if you set realistic goals with realistic timelines? What would it look like if you kept up with your basic needs all the time, not just when you already feel okay? What would it look like if you picked friends and lovers who were good for you? 
What would it look like if you loved yourself the way you love others? If you saw the way the world really is brighter with you in it? I don't know the answers to these questions, but I would like to find out. Headphones Recommended is written, recorded, and produced by me, Jacob Vanderend. All of these stories are true. This show is ad-free and completely listener-supported by folks just like you. Find out how to get involved at headphones.show, where you can find links to the Patreon, social media, and more. Don't forget to rate the show on your podcast app of choice, and to tell your friends... Every rating and recommendation goes a long way. Questions? Comments? Want to do a guest episode? Want to be a guest artist? Email us at info at headphones.show. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Be good to each other out there. <laughs>